Ohio Habla es un podcast que nace del proyecto Narrativas Orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos en Ohio. Exploramos la experiencia latina con entrevistas en español, inglés y spanglish. Welcome to Ohio Habla. I'm Elena Fowles. My guest today is Rodolfo Vasquez. Rodolfo was born in Mexico City. He's a flutist who has toured in Europe, Canada, and the Americas. He's currently the chairman of the Ohio Hispanic Fine Arts in Columbus. Rodolfo, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, when did you come to Ohio and why? Well, I can actually um, write a, a book about it, but uh, <laughs> to make a long story short, I married an American woman a uh, long time ago, and uh, we l lived in Mexico City for about 13 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she decided that um, it was better to try to come here because of the educational uh, opportunities my kids could have mm -hmm. here instead in Mexico. Mexico has uh, not a very wonderful um, elementary and middle schools um, opportunities, but uh, professional schools are okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But here, you guys have a, an incredible elementary uh, system and middle schools, high yeah, schools, and it's job, great, yeah. mm -hmm. and it's it's free. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a good idea. Uh, so she moved, and uh, I was playing a couple of orchestras down there. I was teaching at the National Conservatory of Music, and mm -hmm. uh, I was having a lot of fun, mm -hmm. to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And really didn't want to come because I didn't know anybody here. Right. And uh, but um, you know my kids, I missed them, so I came. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm here. What year was that about? Oh, that was on '86, uh, '87, mm -hmm. something like that. So you definitely have seen the growth of Latinos oh, yes. here in Ohio, oh, right? My gosh. I, I got here in '92, and you in '87. So we, there's a, a huge difference, you know, yes. 20 plus years yes. later. Yes, my mm -hmm. God, when I got here, there were very few mm -hmm. of us, mm -hmm. and um, although I was lucky to meet a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But we were very few. But now there's even uh, uh, areas in the city where uh, there's a bunch of Latinos, mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. stores, there's churches, there's right. uh, everything that uh, they go to. And it's wonderful yes. to see them here. Great. Uh, Rodolfo, you're a musician, a uh, flutist. Uh, what type of music do you play? Well, I'm a, uh, I started being a rock flute player. I used mm. to play uh, Jethro Tall in Mexico mm -hmm. City, which uh -huh. at the time that I did, uh, nobody knew about the band. And um, I really had a great success. Everybody loved the music. And mm. um, they thought it was just incredible to hear that kind of thing. And I got into school. I started learning a lot of classical uh, music. And when I came here, I, uh, mainly I, I was doing classical. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, doing gigs and concerts here, I learned to play everything. I played jazz, um, mm -hmm. Latino, classical, uh, even, you know, American tunes, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Gershwin, Cole Porter, everything, everything, mm -hmm. and um, blues. <laughs> so I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Right. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your career as a, as a flutist? How did you start? Is there a family connection? And does your family have... 
no, you know, I, this? <laughs> actually, uh, no, my mom and dad never really played anything. My dad used to torment us, torture us with um, <laughs> uh, opera uh, recording, uh-huh. so Maria Callas and things like that. And I used to sit there and think, oh, my God, I can't take this. This is so sugary and so, oh, uh, my God. I thought it was not good for me. I, I really didn't like it. But after uh, long trips, he used to put us in the car and take us everywhere Mm -hmm. for trips. And he would just put his stereo on. And we didn't have any choice. We had to listen (laughs) to it. We couldn't say, Dad, can can you change the channel or whatever? No, we had to sit there and and listen. Uh, He used to hear uh, opera. He used to hear tangos, which is Mm. something he loved to hear. And um, so he was passionate about music and classical music. He used to love uh, to hear mm -hmm. good, good recordings Mm -hmm. of of music. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, after I I heard that kind of thing, I I started liking it. Mm. And then. a uh, little bit later in high school, I started singing Beatles uh, songs in high school and with a band. And a friend of mine said, well, let's put a band together, which at the time I didn't have any idea. Mm-hmm. Didn't know how to read music, didn't know what to do, but we did. And we sounded terrible at the beginning. People would run scared, like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's terrible. But after a while, um, I started uh, playing better, and uh, a friend of mine introduced me to Jester Tall, the, the band from the UK, and I thought, oh my god, this is so wonderful, I would love to play like that. So mm-hmm. I went to the store, got myself a $50 flute or $60 flute, and start. I didn't even know how to put it together. Mm-hmm. And there, there was not uh, the internet that you can just go and, right, and look and at the it. video and say, <laughs> okay, this is how you do it. No, you had to, to do it by yourself. And I did. And uh, locally, I found out that I, I was talented for it. Mm-hmm. And um, in six months a year, I started to play just for Tola in Mexico, and everybody loved it. Everybody mm-hmm. just loved it. And I got to the point that uh, I, I didn't get that much more satisfaction because there's a plateau that you get to and there's nothing after that Mm -hmm. so and I wanted to learn more about the flute and things Mm -hmm. so I got into the National School of Music and then National Conservatory of Music and started learning about uh, classical uh, flutes Mm -hmm. and I loved it and locally in uh, 78 I met the um, assistant of Sir James Galway, the, the flute player from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And she came to Mexico to teach, and she loved my, my play, and she said, why don't you come to the UK and, and take some lessons? And mm-hmm. I said, I did. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, the UK, stayed for a year, took classes from her and from Sir James Galway. And um, then after that, I went back to Mexico, and guess what? I... Um, Turned out to be, um, I end up being the professor of flute at the National Conservatory wow, of Music, that's and amazing. Um, the, I got a kind of a, a master's degree. But mm-hmm. uh, in Mexico, you don't get that; you get like a diploma. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but I, I end up teaching there, mm-hmm. flute, and um, then is when my 
ex-wife decided to, to come here. And right. No wonder you didn't want to leave that. That was a great job. <laughs> well, I had a bunch of students and friends mm-hmm. and things, so I, I, I just loved it. And, right. But uh, the good thing is that when I got here, one of my agendas was to advance mm-hmm. Latin music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I uh, brought a bunch of music from Latin America, mm-hmm. from Mexico, mm-hmm. um, Argentina, Brazil, Venezuela, you name it, mm-hmm. and start playing concerts. Mm-hmm. And uh, people were so surprised that there was such a good amount in, right. of music and s- such good high quality of mm-hmm. music. And mm-hmm. um, I, I have been doing that for the last 20 to 20 some years. Mm-hmm. So Are you great. the only one in your family that's a musician? Yeah, pretty well. No, my my kids. Um, yeah, okay, my twenty one year old uh, play viola. He mm-hmm. was principal violist at the high school orchestra. He loved it, but he stopped because of uh, you know time. He wanted wants to be a psychologist, mm-hmm. and um, he had to choose between doing homework and playing the viola. So <laughs> he yeah. decided to to be a psychologist. And my daughter still plays the cello. He's she's. Um, the first cello at the uh, high school orchestra, mm. and she has gotten a lot of good praise and wonderful comments about her playing. Mm. And uh, and she comments that is because of me because she mm. used to hear me practice every day <laughs> through this. I used to practice in the basement, and she used to be in the bedroom upstairs. And, and she said I could hear every note, and I just mm. got used to that. And and she has very natural talent for it too. So it's That's I'm great. lucky. That's yeah. great. Uh, Rodolfo, is there any distinct, distinctly Mexican pieces in your repertoire? Yeah, actually, uh, we are very, very into uh, doing some wapangos um, and mm. um, some ballads um, that you would think they're for the older generation, but. Everywhere you go in Mexico, everybody knows them. Yeah. Knows mm-hmm. them. Uh, if somebody says, "Okay, uh, sing um, or play the," for example, uh, "Mexico Lindo y Querido," everybody mm-hmm. knows it. Right, so that's right. the kind of things that we play when playing Mexican music. We do have some concert music that we play. Uh, there's Mexican. But uh, mainly, uh, we like to bring that kind of old generation music because everybody gets very nostalgic and mm. they love to hear <laughs> that kind of thing. And they just, uh, I was in a concert once where we played um, some ballad from uh, uh, Maria Griever that was very, very famous in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And this lady just came and she was crying mm-hmm. and said, oh, that was the best thing ever happened to me. And wow, the I was music, so lucky yeah. to be here when you played. And But uh, yeah, we can do concert music from Mexico and ballads and even rancheras mm-hmm. from Mexico. That's so That's it's great. great. Yeah. Now you have uh, one song that you're going to play with us that is a ballad, correct? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, yeah, I can. I want to play one that is very old and very famous too. It's um, a very old uh, ballad that uh, people think is Mexican, but it's actually Spanish. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's Cuban, but it's not. <laughs> it's called La Paloma. Okay. And um, it's uh, very reminiscent. My my grandma used to sing it, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. every time I play it, I remember her. So, right. could you play that for us? Sure. Mm-hmm. 
I remember that melody. Yeah, everybody, everybody knows that. I remember. Anywhere you play, anywhere, in, and even Latin America, mm -hmm. you can uh, play it anywhere, and everybody starts singing it. Right. I don't know the lyrics, but I remember. I remember it from movies. I remember it from just concerts and things yeah, like it's that. About, yeah, um, it's about if you ever look in the window and you see a, do a dove mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. your window, maybe treat her with, with tenderness because maybe it would be me or mm -hmm. could be me. Yes, yeah. yes, that's yeah. great. <laughs> um, Rodolfo, you're the chairman of the Ohio Hispanic Fine Arts Association. Um, talk to us about this organization. Well, what happened is that uh, about 10, 15 years ago, there was not much mm -hmm. of um, Latin arts mm -hmm. happening here in Columbus. Mm -hmm. And uh, th we thought that um, some artists and me thought that we needed more exposure of Latin arts. Mm -hmm. So a friend of mine, uh, her name is Elena Osterwalder. She's a painter, a wonderful painter. She's very recognized all over the place worldwide. Mm -hmm. uh, we got together with other artists and we decided to put together a, an association of artists from Latin America, mm -hmm. uh, authors, uh, visual artists, um, <clears throat> musicians, um, theater people, uh, poets, mm -hmm. etc. And we started to organize our own events. Mm -hmm. We had uh, had the chance to work with the Ohio his, uh, with the Ohio Arts Council and the uh, Greater Columbus Arts Council mm -hmm. uh, through grants. They have us um, been working with us with that. We put together uh, visual art shows of um, uh, Latin artists and uh, poetry recitals, concerts. We haven't had the chance to bring people from the outside of um, Columbus, but mainly uh, Ohio Hispanic Fine Arts is an association that the, our goal is to promote and to encourage Latin American art and Latin American artists here in uh, Central Ohio. Mm -hmm. See, uh, so mainly what we try to do is is uh, put together events for people that are already here, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if we see a need. We we try to bring some other people from outside, but mainly here. Mm -hmm. And uh, you would be surprised. There's so many people, and there's so much talent. There's everything mm -hmm. you can um, imagine, and everybody's so excited about doing things here mm -hmm. because there's not much right. going on. So. Right. Right. So we get the chance to bring these people out. Mm. So you mentioned some of the artists and the different things that they do and how you bring them together. So in your view, how does how has this organization benefit uh, the Latino Latina community here in Central Ohio? And Ohio, in one way, obviously, is by putting together some of the events and really making yourself uh, known, but also bringing joy <laughs> to anybody that comes and and participates right and listens or or explores art that is happening in our community from latin american um, artists well um two things first thing is that american uh, public uh, columbus didn't really know about latin arts mm -hmm. um they thought that it was uh, very rudiment rudimentary mm -hmm. very elemental and It, that would be um, 
completely uh, uh, mistaken assumption because, right. um, you know, art in Latin Americans have very high regards. Right. Uh, they, we have uh, authors and musicians and uh, stuff like that. They have gotten the, a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Uh, They're internationally known. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And every time that people go to, to our events, they come and they, they're very surprised that mm -hmm. the quality of the things, the events that we present mm -hmm. are, are uh, very, very high quality events. And mm -hmm. uh, they're just surprised that there's such a, a good, a wonderful level of uh, artistry mm -hmm. for uh, uh, art, Latino artists. Mm -hmm. The other, th the second thing is that um, the migrant community, which is what we target too, is a community that is very afraid of uh, any mm -hmm. kind of um, uh, public events right. because they're afraid, um, uh, unfortunately, because of the situation that there is with the administration right now. Mm -hmm. They are afraid that if they don't have the, the papers that they need to have or some kind of problem, they would be in uh, some kind of danger Vulnerable. to be um, yeah. mm -hmm. deported. And what we try to do is, first of all, explain to them that Columbus, even though it's not a sanctuary city, I mean, per se, it doesn't have the title sanctuary right. city, uh, Major uh, Ginter has um, worked with uh, city council and city police and all the mm -hmm. government, city government, to bring a lot of good um, policies mm -hmm. and rules to keep uh, migrant people safe. Safe and maybe free from harassment, right? Right, right. So what we try to do when we uh, tell people about our events is exactly that, that they don't have to worry, they don't have to be apprehensive of, about coming to our mm -hmm. events because there's not going to be any problem like that. Mm -hmm. And that uh, has been working. Uh, we have been, last time we played um, October, I think, at the Columbus Arts Museum. Mm -hmm. And we had families. We mm -hmm. had Latino families with kids, you know. Mm -hmm. Latino families love kids and everybody has kids and they <laughs> bring it. M Mom comes, dad comes, and right. kids, even grandma comes. And uh -huh. uh, they sit there, they didn't know that they had the chance to can hear that kind of thing in the Columbus Art Museum, which mm -hmm. is a wonderful venue. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're so happy because mm -hmm. they didn't know that their art that they used to can be um, seen and, and experienced here in Columbus. Mm -hmm. And this goes along with um, an interview you had recently with City Pulse and where you say that the mission you know, of the organization is to bring awareness to the artistic merit of Latin American artists and recognize, recognize that their work is at the same level or superior to their European counterparts. Um, and you mentioned this, you know, one of, one of the points that you mentioned is that bringing awareness, right? The, their uh, Columbus audiences uh, maybe have a preconceived notion of what Latino art is, and maybe they just have this view that is folk art only. Mm -hmm. um, but is is that and more, right? Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, how, how what has been their reaction or or the feedback that you've gotten from non Latino audiences when they come and listen or participate in any of the events that you put together? Well, one of the things that we are careful at the Ohio Hispanic Fine Arts Association is to always um, have events that have uh, high-quality um, artists coming. 
and uh, that has been helping us in in terms of bringing really wonderful art, uh, either visual, music, or poetry, or mm-hmm. authors, or um, and they they're very surprised that there's people with careers mm-hmm. that are internationally known. Mm-hmm. They have an they're, they're artists that have their own merit, personal merit. They could be artists anywhere in the world, in mm-hmm. China or Germany or any anywhere. Uh, my grandma used to say, "If you're um, a rooster, you can sing anywhere if you're really good." Mm-hmm. And that's what we uh, looking for. We looking for artists that can be good here and everywhere. And the other thing is that since there's not... Uh, Columbus has been um, growing very fast, mm-hmm. and we're so happy about it. Mm-hmm. And Latino community has been growing very, very fast too. But still, we don't have that much representation here, so mm-hmm. people are not really um, thinking about Latino community having artists. Mm-hmm. And we do have uh, a good community. Even... Uh, popular music like dance mm-hmm. uh, halls and things that um, you would think they bring, you know, the, the local quartet that plays Norteños or something like that right, right. Uh, would have there. No, they bring people from all over the country to, right. to come and sing here, and it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, people are very, very uh, surprised that there's such a quality and the artists that they're coming here. Rodolfo, I want to ask you for, I know you have another piece for us. I want to, before I continue with a couple more questions, I wanted to ask you to, to play another song for us. Okay. This is uh, a very old a tune uh, from uh, 1900s, mm-hmm. 1910s. It, it was um, used to kind of uh, motivate the people who was uh, fighting a revolution in mm-hmm. Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very old, but everybody knows it. I actually, it was um, featured in uh, the last movie of Avengers. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. The end game or something. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to recognize it. It's called La Cucaracha. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Rodolfo, me has hecho ponerme nostálgica por México. <laughs> In just two songs, I'm transported to my childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. It's um, something that everybody, everybody, you go anywhere and they can mm -hmm. say, oh, I know that tune. Yes. And they can start singing it. And that's great because brings you a lot of memories and right. things from either your childhood or when you're with your kids and you're singing like Ucaracha in a long trip in the car or something like that. Right. It's great. <laughs> Rodolfo, I know you have a couple of events coming up and, and I have a specific question about one of your May events, but I know that, um, that you have a, a couple of other ones. And, and uh, one of your events in May is titled uh, Songs, Poetry and Music from Latin America. And it will take place uh, in the Derby Court at the Columbus Museum of Art in downtown Columbus. Um, can you tell us about that? Like, wh what can we expect from that? And then I know you have a couple of other events if, and I would like for you to, to, to mention to, to bring, us, bring them to our attention? Well, uh, the Columbus Museum of Art has been wonderful having us uh, at the Derby Court. It's a really nice place to come play. We're going to have um, our music, our uh, uh, ensemble Flautango play. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're gonna the ensemble is Flautango? Flautango. I, I like that name. <laughs> <laughs> we ob obviously, we're going to play some tangos, uh -huh. but we're going to play some music from Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, mm -hmm. Venezuela, Colombia, mm -hmm. you name it. Mm -hmm. And um, plus, we're going to have um, a poet that uh, she's American, but she has been all over the place, Spain and Mexico, and uh, he writes. She writes in uh, English and Spanish. Sometimes she mixes English and Spanish, mm -hmm. and she she is very good for slam poetry. Mm. So she's gonna go ahead and then do some of that, and it's wonderful. She's very very good. She's very young, but if you hear her poetry, she sounds like a. 50-year-old who has had um, <laughs> um, a, a lot, lot of experience, experience. Yeah. and yeah. Um, you wouldn't think that she's 20-some years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we, we're going to play some rancheras, we're going to play some uh, uh, classical music, but uh, we, we make a really, really uh, eclectic uh, mm -hmm. selection of music from Latin America, and that's what we like to do and people right. get a very good uh, idea of what's going on with Latin American taste, terms yeah. of music mm -hmm. and songs and poetry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. uh, there's actually another um, event we're doing at this wonderful uh, church in downtown Columbus. Mm -hmm. It's called the First English Lutheran Church. It's in East Main Street. Um, Unfortunately, I can't remember the number, but you can go to the internet, just look it up, mm -hmm. English Lutheran, uh, First English Lutheran Church in Main Street in, in downtown Columbus. We're going to be there March 29 at 3 p.m. We're going to do another Latin American uh, concert mm -hmm. with pretty much the same repertoire we didn't do for um, the Columbus Museum of Art. And, but this is... Uh, concert that we're doing in benefit to uh, Miriam, which is uh, mm -hmm. a person who's uh, having sanctuary at the church. Mm -hmm. um, she has had problems with eyes, mm -hmm. and um, she looked for sanctuary at the church in the Sally um, Platchett, which is the pastor said, you're our guest and you can stay here mm -hmm. as long as you have problems with eyes. And um, she has been there for two years. She mm -hmm. has her daughters there, and mm -hmm. uh, her husband comes and see her 
every chance she gets, mm -hmm. he gets. Mm -hmm. And um, everything's going well, except that she still is in danger of being, being deported. deported. Mm -hmm. But um, we're working on it. Mm -hmm. We are um, trying to get some funds mm -hmm. to get lawyers to work on her case and maybe in a um, short period of time she'll be okay and safe to to walk to around uh, Columbus. Right, but, right. But you never know. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, Rodolfo, is there anything else you would like to say about your work or any other events or how we can maybe find out more about all of this um, you know, concerts and, and and things that you have going on for, for this first half of the year? Well, um, the first thing, I just want to thank you, Elena, for having me here. This mm -hmm. is a great show, and um, I hope that uh, people listen to it. I hear that you have a, a good number of um, audiences. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing is um, GCAC, uh, the city council, has been working very hard on to um, promoting this kind of event. So mm -hmm. if you have the chance to have a computer mm -hmm. and you can get into the internet, just go to uh, CD Arts and uh, all the programming of Latin Arts mm -hmm. and, uh, and our association, Ohio Hispanic Fine Arts, is there. Mm -hmm. So any any kind of event you want to know about, you can just go to the computer and, and look that up. And um, we're always there. There's always something happening. Mm -hmm. It's not just music, but visual arts and, um, and poetry and things. So check it out. It's, it's wonderful. Thank you. Well, Rodolfo, you know, I have a lot of listeners because I have a lot of wonderful guests like you coming and you. giving me a mini concert. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. A pleasure being here. A todos, gracias por escucharnos y recuerden seguirnos en Facebook y de compartir este podcast con otros. Hasta la próxima.